Hey everybody, welcome to Westworld Dives. Really excited to be talking about the premiere episode, which is called Something. Uh, we have uh, Jeffrey right in the studio. Um, he's going to be, you know, giving us some season three spoilers, some juicy tidbits about what's going on in season three. Can't wait to talk to him. Um, uh, wait, okay, no, I'm getting a message from his handler. He's saying Jeffrey is taking a vow of silence starting wow. right now. It's interesting. Uh, why would you come on an audio only uh, podcast to he just wanted to announce that he was taking a vow of silence is why. Okay. Huh. I feel like he could have done this anywhere else. You this know, is a waste of our time. My issue with it is that he has other media obligations after yeah. this. So like right. is he just taking this vow of silence for the show? Or maybe you know, like, this might be related to Evan from last week, man. She might have put the fucking like curse on us, the, the Michael Corley. Yeah, she did put an Instagram and now deleted Instagram posts out about how like we're like way too liberal and progressive and that mm-hmm. she's just gonna go watch Hannity now. Right. And here's she, the thing, she could delete like, it. But yeah. internet's forever, Evan, and you know that. <laughs> so you're <laughs> fucked. Jeffrey, I wish you'll talk to us. I guess we'll just talk about this episode. It's really, uh, I think it's bad for us. That he's just gone. real quick, Je- Jeffrey, can you at least like write down answers like to our questions? No, you're taking a vow of not writing too. Jesus Christ. How is he going to com- How did he communicate that just now to he you? He says he has a psychic link to his handler. All right, just leave our fucking studio. We don't have time for this, Jeffrey, right? right. Jesus Christ. One Can't day. wait to have Thandie Newton in here next week so we can get some answers. Yeah, she's um, confirmed. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. yeah let's, let's, let's get into it, man. This uh, episode, by the way, uh, was entitled, I think, Parse Domine. I don't know if that's how I pronounce that properly, but mm. it's the name of the episode. And I want to talk really quickly, man, because I think what's interesting, if you listen to us, we did a uh, season one recap, a season two recap. You know, kind of more of a loose conversation. I think what we said is season one, we really liked more as a complete story season two we kind of found the complete story to be shitty to be frank but the individual <laughs> moments were really to wonderful to use the parlance of our time <laughs> yeah, um, i just want to say that like is that that's really where I, what i feel about it i was thinking more and more as we've as i've rewatched this and as we've got into this season which is like something that's always felt icky with me about this show is that mm-hmm. other than a couple brief moments like the show has it seemingly had more money than any show except maybe Game of Thrones. And yeah. Game of Thrones, at its best, you fucking got it. You're like, well, it might be expensive, but Jesus Christ, like the writing, mm-hmm. the direction, the, the acting. Spectacle. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, dude, this has happened a couple times with this show, but like, I've never felt that same like, oh, like moment of storytelling or feeling when watching Westworld except for, like I said, brief moments in season two uh, with very specific character arcs or whatever. And so going into season three, it was really interesting because we had heard from uh, the creators, uh, Jonah Nolan and Lisa Joy, that they were going to try to, this was the real story, you know, and they were going to try to rely way less on the puzzle box of it all and try to maybe just take it as a straightforward sci-fi thriller trope. Uh, There were so many questions about whether that show could do that. Uh, So the first episode of a truncated season, right? Eight episodes only. Is, is basically a repilot. Um, and I found the world building like really fun, really interesting. And at the yeah. same time was like, I don't know about this because I think the fucked up thing is that even though it's over-reliance on the puzzle box uh, became its detriment, it also 
you know, like it, it was its greatest strength at the same time, as fucked up mm. as that sounds. Like making it a straightforward kind of thing, I think is going to be wonderful for some character moments. And I think there were some encouraging things in the pilot episode, the repilot, if you will. Um, yeah. But I'm worried about them feeling the need to kind of go back to those narrative tricks. Um, and I, I'll talk more about that in a minute. But I guess initial initial thoughts, man, on the pilot of uh, the repilot of Westworld. I liked it. I thought it was a, a fun, rollicking sci-fi, uh, not adventure, because it wasn't really an adventure, but it, it was. It did feel fun for the first time maybe since season one. Um, and it was like a very straightforward, linear, clear, concise story. Um, I understood where all the characters were and what they wanted. Um, I liked the addition of Aaron Paul so far. We'll see how that plays out. It could go any number of ways. It could be eating my words in a couple of weeks. Um, it could go back to that narrative bag of tricks of making this like a mysterious, super confusing, convoluted uh, piece of shit. But I really uh, think that they're communicating to us that this is going to be a uh, very kind of different Westworld, um, which I'm fine with. Um, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's hard to say just based on this pilot episode alone. Like you said, the world building was uh, was pretty inspired in parts. Yeah. Um, not too confusing. You uh, threw, yeah, the, I, I you threw really... the Looper word around when we were texting yeah, each other. Yeah, it reminded me of Looper just in that when you watch Looper's depiction of the future, um, it's it's very kind of subtle in a lot of ways. Like with the future technology, it's not like fucking Blade Runner where it's like a whole different alien planet, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it's recognizable enough, but if you were to conceivably chart our path with technology for the next 30 years, this might be kind of close to where we end up you know, in terms of the vehicle design and the clothing and the whatever, like all those considerations that I'm sure they took. I'm um, pretty impressed so far. I don't know. How, how are you feeling? Yeah, overall, I had really positive, uh, you know, feelings towards it. Um, I do like Aaron Paul, Evan Rachel Wood. I thought they did a, a an interesting job with that opening scene. Because I was like, mm-hmm. all right, this makes sense. Like, but, but, but at the same time, I'm glad they, they grounded it in a functional like, relation to the plot. Which is yeah. just, if Dolores was going around having got to this outside world and all she was doing was going down her list of people who fucked her over, like the bride, I'd be like, right. that's bad. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just going to be a long list. <laughs> like, yeah, like but, they, but, they, but they, they ground it into the, like, a functionality of the plot, right? Like, she's obviously yeah. trying to amass some kind of wealth because even in this fucked up you know, uh, version of the future, capitalism still the top one percent of the one percent issues that i had with it honestly um and it's not even an issue that i have yet it's issues mm-hmm. that i am worried about because something they kept talking about um through various times uh your various scenes and whatnot throughout the episode is the ideal of like what's real and what's artificial the show's always been about that obviously but like um like pinkman's character which is uh, caleb caleb yeah. Caleb uh, he's talking to his buddy over and over again he keeps getting these calls and you just think like oh it's a you know frayed relationship blah 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 you know he's oh. talking to an old friend that he had when he was in the service and it ended really poorly and yeah. this is not so, a real friend I don't want to interrupt you but like uh, like I, I don't want to be like oh pat on the back me but like I called that shit immediately like oh he's dead right Right. Okay. Well, th- th- whether you called it then or whether you didn't call it, that's fine. I'm real proud of myself, man. All right. right. <laughs> Give me this. Be real proud that you you fucked me over in the middle of my momentum of telling this, <laughs> but that's fine. 
<laughs> no, no, but hold on, because I thought that would, okay, so you called that, but either way, it's like, okay, this thing that we are being presented is like supposed to be a real connection that he's having, right? Because we hear these mm-hmm. conversations throughout the thing. He's not picking up the phone, but he's still, we're, we're hearing this like, oh, a voiceover version of that conversation. We find right. out that's not real. Uh, when he kind of gives that up, he even says like, I think the best way for me to move forward is to find something real. And I know like, uh, you know, we, we write stories. So we're like, oh, okay, well, those stories are going to intersect. And the irony of that is that Dolores isn't real. You know what I mean? At least not in the real sense. Um, what is real, you well, know? But then they talk about like, I think when they're, um, where are they in London with the really rich people? There's like, it's a simulation, mate. <laughs> like that guy, yeah. he's like freaking out. And so I guess my problem with it, and again, not present in this episode at all, but I'm worried about it, is the genuine like, is this going to become like, uh, like in the same way that Bernard was like, when are we? Is it going to be like, is any of this real? Because at that point, I just worry if there's an emotional imbalance of like, I can't trust any of this. Super weird um, comparison. But like American Horror Story season three, which I think you said you didn't finish, good for you. Uh, it's called Coven, right? And that season starts off pretty okay. But then somewhere around the sixth or seventh episode mark, they've killed off all of the leads only to bring them back with some crazy resurrection thing. And from that yeah. moment, I'm out. I'm just like, I don't care. You've proven that anything can be brought back. Like, it's I dumb. I feel like that's every season of American Horror Story. I actually just watched the 1984 season, and that shit happens in that too. And it was like, all right, well. Well, that's dumb. I saw the first episode of that, and I was like, oh, maybe. And then yeah, it, it was actually, it. like, I wasn't as mad at it as other seasons of that show I've seen, but still, like, same shit. Like, oh, yeah. they're ghosts now. Well, okay. So, so the so maybe the comparison isn't as crazy as I thought. That's the one thing I'm worried about. Now they haven't done that yet. And again, I think the point is that, like, especially for someone who seems as adrift as Caleb is, right? Um, um, God, what's his Aaron Paul's character? Um, as he is, he is searching for anything to grasp onto. It's a weird thing. We always talk about like the cults and religion and all that shit. They they get people who are at crossroads in their lives that are very susceptible that they want something to hold on to, something to really put faith in. And suddenly like these two paths cross and I think it could be this really good thing for both of them or it could be a really caustic relationship, right? Because they're coming at it from different places. That's right. literally my only criticism of it so far was the emphasis on like, is this real? Is this not real? And I'm like, don't mm. fucking do this to me, but, guys. But it, it, could, it could just be them like sort of like doing a nudge, nudge, wink, wink to the audience. Like, I'm sure you've had this thought about this season. That's sure. not what we're doing. Okay. Like, idiots say that i fucking but I don't so. know yeah i really yeah, hope so they assage those fucking fears that i have just because i think that that's like my one criticism of it other than that i would say yeah man the world building was really fun i like seeing lena waith in this universe by the way also yeah, marshawn lynch, Marshawn lynch yeah mm-hmm. uh and so uh, yeah I, like there were a lot of fun things about it i would say this because i think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it i'm a big western guy so part of me little depressed about the absence no of the West world yeah west world yeah it's a little rough but hey, now it's going back now exactly so. which let's talk about bernard if we can right so it seems sure. like at the events of all of this bernard has scape been scapegoated as the architect of uh, of the mass uh, you know revolution of the hosts and stuff in the west world park right right which uh, is Del- the whole reason dolores i guess brought him back is to sort of like put it all on him right God, which I thought was genius. I thought it was interesting because I was like, maybe they're going to do this uh, 
you know, like they, they already set up Sandy Newton and, and, and Dolores as these Maven Dolores as these like MLK fucking Malcolm X. Like we're going to go about it different ways sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting about it is like in season two, Dolores is like, I brought you back, but like we, uh, we can do this. I'm paraphrasing obviously, but not as friends. And I was like, okay. that's interesting because maybe like what needs to happen. I could be wrong about this, but this is where I want the story to go is like Dolores knows that the mayhem and carnage that she's going to have to inflict is mm-hmm. going to be so bad that she's going to need like an Arnold, like a good, like a good version to prove that like her, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but I was so fascinated by that. And, and this seems to be kind of where they're, where they're taking some of these roads as we go back to Westworld with Bernard. Yeah, no, I'm very curious to see. Cause like, I, I feel like Bernard has always uh, sort of been like the there. I feel like they've been setting him up anyway to be like the moral center of the show because if anybody is going to be, it would be him. There's no existing like human character aside from like, what's his name? Uh, Leslie Stubbs. Well, and the fucking jury's out on that man because of the last episode in season two. Yeah, that's true. Um, So, so it's, it really remains to be seen, but um, it would be interesting to see him kind of like carry that torch of like humanity. Um, But I'm also curious to see like what influence uh, Caleb has on Dolores or vice versa. Like, where does that relationship go? Like, that's potentially a fascinating dynamic or they could fuck it up and make it the most boring thing ever. Like, it really does remain to be seen. Um, Well, I I want to interview Chris. I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say where Maeve figures in. I don't know. Like, again, that was my criticism of the past two seasons is they never clearly set them up as diametrically opposed. Um, it's not really even clear what Maeve wants uh, now that her daughter is not in play. Um, but I guess we'll find out because they've got uh, what's his face in there. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, in, a, in an interview with uh, Lisa Joy, I think she stated like, yeah, we painted a pretty grim picture of humanity. So we're trying to put a like a nice little facelift yeah, on it as it were. Hopeful. So, so I think that like Pinkman's going to do good by Dolores I I'm I'm worried <laughs> I guess that's what I'm worried about is like if she softens some edges on or if he softens some edges on her uh does does the, the you know the power of um transference become a thing like mm-hmm. does he have to get worse for her to be better sort of thing right um, or it's like Arya and the hound or something yeah kind of in a weird way to use the parlance of our times you know what I mean like I because I I just I think they have such an opportunity with that relationship specifically. Like they, in an hour, listen, it dragged a little bit. Of course it did. I wasn't in love in love with the episode. I liked most of it, but I'm also realizing that they have to course correct so many problems from the previous two seasons in terms of how they were telling their story. And this is a different Westworld, but I love the most about it is like, yo, you could just call it a different show if you wanted to, you know, like, because it doesn't feel like Westworld. Wait, world world? Just call it the world. Still works. We don't have to change the W's on the posters, man. That's the best part about it. <laughs> world, world. Um, no, um, I mean, it sets up some potentially interesting things. It sets up how Dolores could potentially take down humanity, I guess, if that's her plan. Like the whole uh, AI that controls everything from traffic to gathering right. data on people or whatever. Like it gives you gives her, like as one individual, the possible pathway towards that. Um, interesting to see where this is going to go, how this is going to, like, that's always been the high wire act of the show is how does it sustain past one season? Because this started off, if we can all remember as a kind of shitty movie script written by, uh, what's his face? Uh, Michael Crichton. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie that started it all. It is. It deliciously is, bad it's pretty it bad not great um <laughs> you'll brenner though you'll brenner's having a fucking blast in that movie he's you know? he's there <laughs> he 
he's yeah, present, no, he's, I think. Uh, um, but yeah, no, uh, it's, it's early to say, but so far, so good. Um, let I me didn't ask you like a question, a if you don't mind. Yeah. I want to ask you the one thing I'm a little curious about, and it certainly could just be Dolores playing, you know, switcheroo in the bodies, but we, mm-hmm. we see the fallout on a corporate standpoint for Delos, right? And mm-hmm. we see Charlotte uh, played by Tessa Thompson. She's back. If we remember from season two, Dolores slipped out of the park pretending that she was Tessa Thompson. Uh, yeah. And so we see that, like, she's basically been put in charge de facto, even if they don't want to admit that there's a board. She's doubling down on the whole idea of, like, hey, man, people, <laughs> very nice, by the way, gun parallel or anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, people, or, robots don't kill people. People kill people, you know? Right. Um, and so it's interesting, but that doesn't appear to be Dolores. I thought one of the really wonderful things about Tessa Thompson last season was during those scenes, she literally kind of changed the way she talked, her mannerisms and stuff. This didn't seem to be the same person. Uh, so I, I guess my question is, who is whose consciousness did she put in there? Well, yeah, because in her purse or whatever, when she's on the boat escaping Westworld, she has a few of those little uh, orb things. Memory thingies. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the memory thingies. So it could be Teddy. Could right. be someone else <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's only i feel like there's only so many people it could be and, and, right. and, and, and well here's another thing we don't see the man in black in this episode at all um they tease him it looks by the way in the previews some leftover shit he wakes up in a tub or whatever and i'm like oh all right and they're connecting the universes man but uh right. but we didn't see him and i just wonder if like is that somehow a weird fucking trick to this the men in, men in black's been forced to be put in a host thing because again last time we saw him we didn't really know when we were how much time had passed what's going on and you know right. that's the thing it's not a puzzle box season anymore it's definitely straightforward but they, i feel like they are purposefully kind of like omitting things to give it the oh, yeah we, we didn't effect. check in with everybody you know, yeah. there's still questions. But, so. but that's actually a good thing, I think, because oh, yeah, the show definitely needs to treat it like uh, 1A, 1B, all right, mm-hmm. 2B, you know what I mean? Like, because you right. can't, The pro- I think the biggest problem with the show is the need to try to like, you know, like Lost didn't fucking do a spotlight on 14 characters at the same time. It's very hard to do that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, one, one other thing I do want to note is that I'm really glad that they got rid of like Evan Rachel Wood's stilted dialogue because like that, that was sort of by design as a character. She had to speak in this... We, we are creatures of this world mm-hmm. and we must escape to your world. And she kept saying world a lot. Um, and now she's talking like a normal human being, which is really refreshing. She's not talking in like a stilted, like 18th century or 19th century affectation. Um, so very excited about that. I hope that they give her more opportunities to have fun with this role. It was kind of like fun to see her like be like, fuck off immediately to some guy that was like going up to hit on her. Didn't even get a word in. She's yeah. Like, fuck off. I yeah. like that. I just like the kind of espionage feel that that pilot gave us with her, the manipulation, yeah. like her ability to change on a dime. And you're right. I think she's always been really good given what she's been given. Season one was definitely a bigger highlight for her because season two, they kept her as a static character. It was pretty yeah. bad. But she's always been so self-serious in this role, right. like by design. Like, so she's not a fun character to be around, but this season, like it's a, it's a different uh, kind of vibe, which, uh, which I like so far. Yeah, I think there's a lot to like about it. I, 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 I still want to be cautiously optimistic because I'm not sure if they've proven that they can do a straightforward story. But again, it's like at, at times, like they, they write some shit that's among some of the best things I've seen on TV the last couple of years when they're getting out of their own way. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's Nolan or if that's Lisa Joy. I like to think Lisa Joy is constantly like, can we just tell a normal fucking story, Jonah? And, and you know, that's causing problems in their marriage and Nolan's stuff. Like, what about the singularity? 
What about it? Jesus, fuck. Like, we have children. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. It'd be uh, a fun writer's room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It'd be like, John, we got to get out of here. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, by the way, audience, I don't know if we're going to do episodic or if we're going to just like check in with you mid-season. We're going to just kind of uh, wait and see how we feel. Like right. as the season goes along. Listen, next um, episode's amazing. I'm I'm down to do a, an episode by episode. It's just like yeah. I want to make sure that this is especially now because it's more straightforward. There may not be enough meat to really uh, bite off a whole episode each time, you know. But hey, you know what, man? In terms of uh, audience pool, coronavirus, you know, people are tuning in. You know, they got nothing else to do. Yeah, they're probably going to want to listen to a podcast about the thing they just watched. So <laughs> here we are, everybody. I, I got I got some edibles delivered today. This is a uh, it's, it's related, but but this guy. <laughs> was just like yeah corona i mean it's happening in the same way that 9-11 happened but follow the money <laughs> and i was like what Wait, this is a delivery driver and, did you have so, any proceeding like dialogue with this person or did he just open with that i was like how you doing man you doing okay I feel like it's nuts out here and then he went into that wow. uh but but <laughs> like, uh, nope. yeah I think if we follow the money obviously based on what you just said we manufactured and spread this just so yeah. people would be in their homes. So they start coughing it. on people as much as possible, then hand them like a, a business card. What if, like in in true uh, Halloween three season of the witch, we 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 find a way that our coughs go through That's the TVs. <laughs> we, our, our coughs go through the TVs and through the microphones. You can get infected by just mm. hearing our coughs, man. Fuck. I mean, that would be bad. It's Westworld season four, probably. Like your question is, what if? That would I would feel really bad about myself. I wouldn't do this anymore. All right. Well, this and other speculative fictions, uh, maybe next week, man. Look, do you have any uh, final words that you want to say about Westworld season three? Um, I have something, but I would love to hear from you first. Uh, not much other than I hope it's good. I hope it uh, continues to be a relatively straightforward story, but that it does need to develop some more narrative pool, not necessarily a mystery, but more of a like more momentum. And it is in the table setting uh, sort of, uh, state right now of the right. story it's We're a in very that table large table first act. Should say. yeah um so really curious to see what act two looks like that's really going to determine how i feel about this season uh right. but that's pretty much it yeah man i i would say the you know it's it's a show that has always been best when it's world building you know the early episodes of season one were so fascinating because we were learning how the park worked and blah blah blah, blah you know what i mean but mm -hmm. that world building usually came at the expense of character I think they struck a really good balance. Not a perfect balance, but a good balance. And if they can double down on that, I think I'm going to be really optimistic about where the season goes. And hopefully, we'll be back next week to talk more Westworld, Max. Yeah. Stay tuned for that Dandy Newton. She's confirmed. <laughs> She'll be here. <laughs> <laughs>